Welcome to the Church of the Living God Mount Sterling podcast. We hope you are blessed by this message. For more information about our church, follow us on Facebook by searching for our page, Church of the Living God Mount Sterling. We would love to connect with you, pray with you, and hear what God is doing in your life. Now grab your Bibles and let's get into God's Word. Well, we are very thankful to be back in person. I don't know about you, but I like this more than preaching to an empty auditorium. I like to see your beautiful faces, especially you, Nisha. Sorry, Bill. That's just how I roll, man. <laughs> Amen. All right. If you've got your Bibles, we, we don't have the, the computer today, so we apologize for that. And we didn't have the words. But uh, if you've got your Bibles, let's go to Exodus chapter 5. This message was just really pressed upon my heart last night. And, and I, think, I think it's something that even, even what, what, what Prophet John declared by the word of the Lord, I, I don't know about you, but just even in that word, you could feel a shift. That it's like this year has been such a pressing back year. You know, it's like anything you want to do, it's pressed back. You make plans, you have to cancel. I mean, there's so many things that's like there's so much pushback. But then all of a sudden, the word of the Lord comes on, on December the 6th, the, the last couple weeks of the year, and all of a sudden, God says, you've been having this pushback all the time, and I'm about to bring prodigals home, showing that God is still the same. He comes to seek and save them which are lost. The purpose of the gospel and the purpose of the church isn't to tickle Christians into becoming better givers. The purpose of the church is to prepare, it's to equip, it's to disciple so that when we leave that door, the gospel is dripping off of us and people who are thirsty can get drink from us. That's the purpose of church. That's the purpose of the gospel. And so in the midst of all this pushback, God is saying, I'm about to bring people home. And who do you think he's going to use? He's going to use us. Because we want to win the city. We want to change the city. We want to change the atmosphere. Well, how do we do that? When miracles start coming home. I'll tell you what. There's people who have been saved because they said, man, if this is real about Patrick, there's got to be something real about God. And they've come into the kingdom. Why? Because when there was a boy in the pig pen and he comes out and all of a sudden he's, he's dressed in robes of royalty, they said, man, some miracle has happened. And guess what? It did. But that's why we're here, church. So I just, I just, and it led just right into all this. Exodus chapter 5 verse 1 says this. And afterward Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, thus saith the Lord God of Israel, let my people go that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice, let the, his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. And they said, The God of the Hebrews hath met with us. Let us go, we pray thee, three days' journey into the desert, and sacrifice unto the Lord our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence or with sword. And the king of Egypt said unto them, Wherefore do ye, Moses and Aaron, let the people from their works get you on your burdens? And Pharaoh said, Behold, the people of the land are now many, and you make them rest from their burdens. So Pharaoh commanded that same day 
the taskmasters of the people and their officers saying, you shall no more go and get the straw to make the bricks. You make them go get the straw to get the bricks, to make the bricks. And the tail of the bricks, which they have to make here too, you shall lay upon them and it will not diminish aught. For they be idle, therefore they cry, saying, let us go. So not only are you, are you, you don't get them the, the, the straw to make the bricks, they got to go get the straw, they got to make the bricks, but the same allotment, you still got to make the same amount of bricks, okay? So now I'm going to preach a message by the authority of the kingdom of God called a new strength, because we're about to step into a, a new year, and God is already going to equip us with some new strength, amen? So let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I glorify you. I thank you, God. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the worship, Lord God. I thank you that worship transcends the natural and steps us inside the realm where you are, where the habitation of the king becomes our habitation. God, I thank you for this word. I ask for the unction and the utterance of your spirit. I ask for boldness to declare it, and I ask that it would be so visible to them that it would be written on their hearts that they who hear it may run, as it declares in Habakkuk, Father. So we worship you, we honor you, and we give you glory and thanks. In Jesus' name, and the people shouted, amen. So we meet with God, we hear from God, and literally we meet with him and hear from him physically. Okay, a bush is on fire and it's not consumed. That experience was so incredible, was so intense that Jesus thousands of years later says, remember Moses at the burning bush? Jesus was talking to the Sadducees who don't believe in the resurrection. He says, when it comes to the resurrection, haven't you read in Moses at the burning bush where God says, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, for he is not the God of the dead but of the living. Jesus goes back to that because it was so monumental. So when Moses and Aaron walk in to see Pharaoh, you've got to understand that they're not coming with just, man, I think this is what God is saying. They, they, they literally heard God speak it. So they have a true word from God, a pure word from God. And it's words like that that mean you walk a little bit bolder. You walk into places that you don't belong, but because God spoke for you to go, you walk and say, man, thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel. And I'll bet their chests were out. I bet they were bold. And Pharaoh went, who is the Lord that I should listen to him? And all of a sudden, everything deflates. And then Pharaoh says, tell you what, y'all lazy. Y'all, 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 y'all must be not busy enough. Now you go get the hay. And who knows what happened? And then, then, then they go back to Israel, right? They go back to the church. Who knows it wasn't a good walk back to the church? It's like the pastor goes in and says, man, we're going to get alone, man. We're going to build this building. He come back to the church. He goes, man. They denied us. But then the church rallies around, right? The church says, it's okay. It's okay. God's going to do it supernaturally. That, that's what we say, right, as the church? Uh, let's see the reaction of the church. 
See, this is sometimes why the prophet says the burden of the word of the Lord. Prophet John and I have talked about this extensively, that when you start to speak the word of the Lord in a prophetic declaration, there is a weight and a fear that comes upon you because his word is fire. His word is holy. His word transforms life. So when you speak it, you feel the pressure of that. You feel the fire of that. They walk in, they give the word of the Lord, and then they get denied by Pharaoh. And he comes back, they're like, well, hopefully the people will still be encouraged. And they met Moses and Aaron, who stood in the way. And as they came forth from Pharaoh, who knows church waiting on them? They're waiting on them. And they said unto them, the Lord look upon you and judge Because you have made our savor to be aboard. Our scent is foul to Pharaoh and in the eyes of his servants to put a sword in their hand to slay us. They go to the church. The church comes against them. The church hates them. The church asks them to be judged. This is the same man who will later on plead with God not to slay them. So you see that there's two hearts here. There's two things that are happening here. Listen, we have got to be Christians and not church people. We have got to be something more. I will not always say what is right. You can ask Kimberly. There's maybe been two, three times where we were, no. But I am on my face before God for each and every one of you. Because I'm going to give an account of whoever's sitting here. Anybody who walks in that door, I'm going to give an account. What did you give them when they walked in? That's why I have no legal guardianship over you. People come in, people go out. People come in, people go out. Because I cannot rest my life on the basis of who stays and who goes. But regardless, I'm going to give an account. When they walked in for three services, what did you give them? Because I gave you a word for them, did you give them the word? Because because of the word of God and the fire of the word of God, if you come here for two services, you still have a place to get transformed by God. Is that not one of the reasons we planted When you go to Winchester, the prophetic is so strong. The power gifts are so strong that we could say any service, Wednesday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night, children's church, LCU education, it does not matter when it is, where it is, how it is, there is a place for God to transform your life. That's why we're here. We're here for transformation. We ain't here just to be a church on the block. We're here to be a portal for people to come in to be transformed, and we ain't going to handcuff you and tie you to the seats because we want to send you out. You feel a call to pastor, tell you what, we'll help you. We'll help you, we'll send you out, and tell you what, we'll buy your equipment too because I'm not going to ask you to buy my lunch. I'm going to buy your lunch because that's what the father did, right? The son didn't come with gifts. The father walked out and says, I already got you. The church was waiting to judge them. But they didn't know that God was moving, that God was doing something. Now, now they go. Pharaoh says, lay this upon them. The measure of bricks, verse 8. 
and the tale of the bricks which they did make heretofore. You shall lay upon them. To lay in the Hebrew means to put. It means to cast on them. It's to commit to them. It's to determine. He's literally saying, man, I'm determining this upon you. So now these Hebrews who are already tired, who are being whipped by taskmasters, now, now they're going here and they're picking up the straw. They're picking up the hay and they're walking it across and then they're going into the mud pits and they're, they're filthy. Their bodies are covered in filth, but then they have to get up, go and pick up hay and do it over and over and over again with people, vigilantes, threatening them, torturing them, whipping them, all because the Lord had to say something. There's a lot of prophecies that they just come forth and it's like, woo, hallelujah. But there's never a commitment to what God said. We have got to hear the word of the Lord and hear and submit to it and pick it up and start carrying that word. Today, when we leave here, I want you to remember, I want you to hold this word that says sons are coming home. I don't even know what that means, but tell you what, I'm going to hold it anyway. Because then all of a sudden, you're going to go down the line and you're going to see people in your family that are broken and go, oh, oh God, bring them home. Bring them home. I have the word. Bring them home. God is preparing us. He's going to give us new strength. Why? Because this year has seemed to be such a burden. This year has been, been such like, almost like it's like a waste. This is such a difficult year to do anything, much less plant a church in. Can I get an amen? You know, we're talking, man, did we miss Jesus? No. Because we obeyed, we went in and says, let Mount Sterling go. And the voice came back and said, COVID. Well, guess what? For a whole year, we've been picking up hay. We've been still making bricks. But God's breathing something new. I don't know about you, but I feel strength that I didn't have before. I've been so broken in battle lately. I've been so grieved over the city. I've been so grieved over the bondage of the enemy, over the people of God, not just the world. I expect it in the world, but it grieves my heart when I see it in the house of God. No unity, discord, attacks of the enemy, a lack of love, a lack of reaching out and helping your brothers in need. But tell you what, I'm going to pick up the hay and I'm still going to the mud pit to make some bricks. Because God is doing something in this moment, church, and we can't miss it. We can't be ignorant in this moment that all this stuff, that God isn't moving. Does not matter what COVID has done, what's God doing? Because that's where we need to go. Verse 12, or chapter 12, verse 33 says this, And the Egyptians were urgent. 
upon the people that they might send them out of the land in haste. For they said, we're all dead men. And the people took their dough before it was leaving and their kneading troughs being bound with their clothes upon their shoulders. And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses and they borrowed of the Egyptians. They spoiled the Egyptians. They plundered the Egyptians. And the word gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians that they lent them such things as required and they spoiled the Egyptians. My, 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 how God can change some stuff. Who is the Lord? Who am I that I need to obey the Lord? I don't know the Lord. Oh gosh, I thought, every, I thought all this authority and all this power, all this movement of the Spirit of God. I mean, I danced twice last week. It was amazing. I had goosebumps everywhere. Now all of a sudden, I felt like I have the word of the Lord, and I give it, and nothing happens. But see, God's moving. God started moving in Egypt. Now Pharaoh is sitting there scared, and the people are saying, take it. Just get out of here. So all of a sudden, boy, they start getting boxes of clothes, right? Here, here, take, take this, take, take my clothes, take my robe. They're giving them gold. They're giving them jewels. They're giving them their possessions. Listen to this. Spoiled means to snatch away good or bad. It means to defend. It means to deliver. It means to escape. It means to pluck out. It means to recover. It means to rescue. God's saying, I'm rescuing you from them. I'm rescuing you from COVID. I'm destroying COVID. COVID is being spoiled because for so long you've been carrying the hay. You've been making the bricks time after time after time after time. But then all of a sudden, you've been doing it for so long that you realize that now it's time to spoil the enemy. And now instead of hay, you've got gold. What weighs more? Gold or hay? See, God is giving us new strength. We have thought that we're battling. We have thought that we're just trying to make it. And all the while, God's like, no, no, no. When you picked up that hay... And you walked it all the way, and you put it in the mud pit, and you made it, and you made the bricks, and you made the bricks, and you go back, back and forth, back and forth. All of a sudden, you're starting to get stronger because God's strengthening us to plunder the enemy. I can't pick up the gold. I can't pick up the spoil if I didn't pick up the hay. There's new strength that is arising in the midst of you. You have thought this year was a waste. Let me tell you, when God is in the midst, nothing is wasted. God will take your ultimate defeat. Listen to me. Nisha carried cancer. She was bound with cancer. She was taking cancer and going to the mud pit of radiation. Back and forth, back and forth. Now she's carrying a testimony. She's carrying the gold. She's carrying the power. She can't carry that glory unless she picked up the hay, unless she made bricks. You thought your brokenness was for no reason. 
But thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, let him go. Let my people go. Now it's time to start carrying stuff. You've been broken. Hey, bricks. Hey, bricks. Hey, bricks. Now you'll be able to speak in a glory and an authority that people don't know. Because the wounds that Christ has brought healing to the nations. What's going to happen in the healing in you? New strength. New strength in this moment. It's time to recover. It's time to rescue. It's time to say, man, praise God I carried some hay. Praise God I made some bricks. Because I'm carrying a whole lot more gold now. What the enemy said was going to destroy you and made the church mad is what God used to give them new strength. Get out of COVID survival mode. And, and don't ever think to reject people who carry a disease that probably everybody else don't get. Have you noticed that? It's like, Like everybody else. But tell you what, when they're carrying the hay and the bricks, instead of sitting there judging, say, come on. It's going to be gold soon. It's going to be clothes soon. It's going to be finances soon. It's going to be miracles soon. And everything led to one thing. I'm walking out. I've plundered the enemy. The enemy thought he was going to destroy. And the whole time, he was giving you strength to plunder his house. Now that's the glory of God. This thing is going to break. And Sister Nisha is going to stand in the middle of Mount Sterling. With a mic in her hand. And I'm going to go like this to John. And he's going to crank it up more than anything else. And the whole city is going to hear. We prayed while she was taking the hay and going to the mud pit of radiation. But now she's not going back and forth. She's not going back and forth. She's, I am healed of the Lord. Revival has swept my family. What the enemy used to destroy me I stand with gold, with remnant, with glory, with authority, and a testimony that defeats the enemy. What do you got today? What are you carrying today? Do you want new strength? Because the king is here to give it. How much do you want? How much can you take? Because whatever you can take, he's got more than that. He's just waiting for us to say, Father, thank you for the hay. I've thanked God for my trials before. Tell you what, don't make no sense. It's when you rebuke the Holy Spirit. He says, man, glorify him for that struggle. I, I bind that. 
You know how he answered me? He says, you can't bind me, but you can grieve me. Buddy, my face hit the floor. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Everything that the enemy has thrown at us this, this year. You know, all we know to do is plow the field. That's, 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 that's the apostolic in us as a ministry team. COVID don't make no difference to me. I know that I have to have extra grace and mercy because people are battling it. People are losing loved ones because of it. If I've got to wear a mask to make people comfortable to come into the house of God, tell you what, I'm going to do it. If I've got to wear a mask in Kroger so people feel comfortable to approach me so I can give them the word of the Lord, I'll do it every time. People will say, well, how, how, do you, how are you faithless Christians going into Kroger with, that, with, with a mask on? How, what kind of faith is that? I want to know how many people they're prophesying to without that mask on. What's your fruit in Kroger without your mask on? That's what I want to know. Because I've got fruit in Kroger with the mask on. And I'll put it up to their fruit. Why? Because I've gone and I've carried the hay. I've gone to the mud pits. You can ask Kimberly. She knows my deepest struggles. My entire ministry life, she has seen it all. She has seen me laid on the ground, broken in tears. She's seen me pick up the hay. She's seen me in the mud pit. She has prayed for me when people were trying to destroy me. Her tears were falling on the ground as I was on the ground crying. She has seen it. She has seen the hay. She has seen the bricks. But she has also seen the transformation of him in me. She has also seen the new strength that God has given me because I can't stop now. COVID cannot stop what God has breathed. Not only will it continue, but I'm declaring today that there's going to be a new strength that is coming. If sons and daughters are coming home, well then guess what? It's time we get ready to pick up some gold. It's time we, we get ready to step into the darkest of places and saying the king is here but listen to me he God wants to send you he wants you to be used whatever capacity whether it's to sing a song or to sit and intercede We've talked about in men's group, in our men's discipleship, about doing times of going two by two. Let's say two go to Walmart, two go to Kroger, two go to Big Lots, two go here. And then, but we have an intercessory prayer group that's praying and interceding. We're going to go two by two because that's apostolically. And then we're going to come back, and you know what we're going to do? Testify. How many healings? How many words of knowledge? How many words of wisdom? How many salvations? And we're going to just report back and forth. And we're just going to lay it before the Lord. Say, God, your word's coming forth. Your sons and daughters are coming home. Because if you think the thousands that go into Kroger, the thousands that go into Walmart, the thousands that go into Big Lots, they're going to walk in that auditorium and let us put on a show for them, I'll tell you what, it ain't going to happen. So we're going to take it out to them. Because we've got new strength. Because we've been picking up hay. We've been picking up bricks as a ministry team preaching to, to empty auditoriums, preaching to cameras on planning breaks, 
got a 15-minute planning break, go outside real quick, turn on a camera, and record the sermon for Wednesday. But guess what? There's a new strength that is coming. 1 Chronicles 16, verse 23 says this. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Show forth from day to day his salvation. Declare his glory among the heathen, his marvelous works among all nations. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is also to be feared above all other gods. For all gods are the people of idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Verse 27, glory and honor are in his presence. Strength and gladness are in his place. See, God's presence gives us strength. God's presence gives us joy, and we've, 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 we've turned our mindset so mediocre that we say, oh, we've got to come into the, into the house of God to get the presence of God, because that's where our strength is. But when we realize that we don't carry hay for no reason, we don't make bricks for no reason, the purpose we do that is to carry gold. We carry his presence, so wherever I walk, strength is in me. In his presence is strength. In his presence is gladness. And I just carry it. I just carry it on me. Because his strength is made perfect in my weakness. So there's no excuse. There's no excuse when we're flowing in him. When we're moving in him. But it takes us being united. Because when I go to preach somewhere else and we're close here, Prophet John comes with me. We have an altar service before the preaching ever starts. We've got people lined up, healed of migraines, healed of back pain, knee pain, neck bone, connected to whatever bone you got. It was touched because we carry his strength because in the times where we were carrying hay and making bricks, hay, bricks, hay, bricks, he was strengthening us in his presence with his faithfulness intermingled. Showing us that, son, it's time to pick up some gold. It's time to plunder the enemy. I don't know where you are at today, but God is wanting to breathe. God is wanting to breathe upon you. He's wanting to give you a strength that you have not had in this season because of this. Acts chapter 3, verse 19 and 20 says this. Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. When the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord, and he shall send Jesus Christ, which was before preached among you. Times of refreshing from where? His presence. Where we have strength. So we carry his presence. Why? Because we're plundering the enemy. We're not carrying hay and bricks. The whole purpose of carrying the hay and bricks was saying, man, if I'm going to have him plunder the enemy, they're, gonna, they're not going to have enough strength to take what I want them to take. If a thousand sons need to come home, and a thousand daughters, two thousand people from the pit, right? We know what it's like to be in the mud pit, right? Because we were making bricks. So now we carry his presence, but we remember the hay, the mud, and the bricks. So when we preach, we have common ground that we know he can set people free. But we carry his presence, so we carry strength, and we carry refreshing. 
when I'm around John and we're talking about the word, I get refreshed. I get refreshed at his desire for the things of God. When, when Pastor Mike comes into my office and we start, re- boom, preaching that gospel, and he'll call me, he'll go, oh, I got a message. And he's all, I got a message, praise God, glory to God. And, buddy, I'm sitting there in my office going, yeah, come on, come on, come on. Sister Nisha calls me, testify, testify. I said, yeah, yeah, let's go. Why? Because we carry his presence, which has glory, which has strength. And which has refreshing oil. That's what you carry, church. And the new strength he's given us on December the 6th is to prepare us that when 2021 comes, we come and out this gate. Stand with me today.